The last Sunday we looked at Jesus coming to the earth that He created to be the light to those who sat in darkness. And we took that from Matthew, the fourth chapter, 16th verse. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. And we know that light is Christ. In John, the first chapter, four, first four verses, you know these. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. In John 12, verse 46, Jesus said, I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in Me should not abide in darkness. And there's... There's the key, there's the truth, isn't it? Believe in Him. Jesse pointed out, he read these verses. Christ has come to be the light in the midst of darkness. To shine light in a dark place that we might see. The light of salvation has come to the world. And to those who are born again, we know that Peter would say in 1 Peter 2 verse 9, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, His own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. And child of God, when we stop and consider where He has brought us from, we should proclaim His praises. Because I've said so often over the last few weeks, we were all darkness. No light whatsoever. But Christ came. For those who believe, our eyes have been opened. And light has shone. And we are now children of light. And we are called to walk as children of light. We read this last week. Ephesians 5, verse 8 through 10. But you were once darkness. But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. See, as a child of God, living within His marvelous light, I I talked about it earlier, even walking in Him, in His light, do we have those moments when we sense that we are surrounded by the darkness of this world, That we are yet living in. I think we would all say yes to that. Are there times when it seems like the darkness is pressing in? We see corruption. We see wickedness all around. And perhaps we feel literally like we are walking through the valley of the shadow of death. And it is there that temptations may Try to arise, to entice us to worry, to fear, to anxiety about the future. But as children of God, may we never forget that we are of the light. And we sang that lyric this morning. (laughs) 
Do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from getting through? We, we know that. And so may we trust that. Psalms 36. We're going to read an awful lot of Scripture today. Psalms 36, 5 through 9. Your mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the great mountains. Your judgments are a great deep. O Lord, you preserve man and beast. How precious is your loving kindness, O God. Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house. And you give them drink from the river of your pleasures. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. And that's true, isn't it? That in His light, we see light. During this week, uh, I had a day I went to Potosi to, to visit with Jack Page. And on the drive over... I was listening to um, 99.5, which is southern gospel music. Listened to it from time to time. And and just it just so happened that I left at a time where I would be where this particular song would be playing. Isn't that amazing how things like that just happened to happen? <laughs> and I know it's just... Uh, for me, I see that as it was a divine thing that I left. I was at a spot where I had good reception and I heard the lyrics that says this. I tell you, I think I've got that there. And I forget the, the, the lady's name that was singing this. I, I looked her up and come to find out she lives in Lake St. Louis. And listen, look at that first line. I won't question in the darkness what I heard in the light. Now think about that. That's, that's profound. Because we may find ourselves from time to time with darkness pressing in. But let us not forget what we heard while we were walking in the light. In His presence. In His Word. Let us not forget when darkness presses in. Don't forget what we heard and learned in the light. Is that important? Yes. I don't know if I can sing it, but I won't question in the darkness what I heard in the light. I won't let my faith be shaken when I can't walk by sight. You have promised to be with me even through the darkest night. I won't question in the darkness what I heard in the light. And that, I was scrambling, trying to get a pen. I was before I forgot that lyric, and trying to write it down. I found an old dirty napkin, and I wrote it as best I could on it, so I thought I could remember it. But but just hearing that lyric caused me to remember the things that I heard in the light. Is it good that we remind ourselves of these things? Yes. And then there I am thinking of, of verses 
Psalms 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? That's a good one. That's a good one to remember and not forget when darkness is pressing in. 1 Peter 1, from verses 3-9. through Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice. Now let me pause there for a minute. What are we greatly rejoicing in? Everything that Peter had just laid out for us. A child of God, we should rejoice in, in knowing that we have been begotten again to a living hope. Rejoice in knowing we have an inheritance that's incorruptible and undefiled and will not fade away. We rejoice in knowing that we are being kept by the power of God. You know, one of the lyrics that we sang, it says, When I fear my faith will fail, Christ will hold me fast. See, that's a glorious truth. Regardless of my ups and downs, He is consistent and He is faithful. And He holds me fast. And in this you greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while, if need be, if need be, and God determines the if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. Why? Why would that happen? Why would God allow that? Verse 7, that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see Him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible, you know, joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. That's a great portion of Scripture to come back to from time to time and just reminders. Ephesians 1, verses 13 and 14. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. In Him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is our guarantee of the inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of His glory. And I hope you understand and you get everything that we just read from His Word. To those who have believed, to those who have heard the word of truth, the voice of truth, we are born again, in other words, born of the Spirit. And for those born again, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. 
The Spirit of God resides in us. We are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, and it is our guarantee. Because Christ rose, we too shall rise. It is our guarantee of our inheritance. Aren't you thankful? (laughs) We have a certainty and a security of our salvation because of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And there is reason to rejoice. Being kept by His power. And if need be, yes, we go through perhaps even a fiery trial. We sang it this morning, through the, some through the fire, some through the flood. Uh, but for those who are born again, we can say, but all through the blood of Christ. <laughs> See, may we look beyond our distresses to the sure hope that we have. Oh yes, once we were all hopeless, but we have hope. We have hope. Let's look beyond our distresses and look to hope. <laughs> because there, there are going to be things out there that's going to try to steal our joy, aren't there? Rob you of your joy. But we're to rejoice with joy, unspeakable joy, inexpressible, to be filled with joy that we can't contain, to rejoice to such a degree that nothing can steal our joy. And it was right after I heard that one song that I heard this song. Uh, many of you know this, I'm sure, and I probably won't get it right. But it's, I've got an old church choir singing in my soul. I've got a sweet salvation and it's beautiful. I've got a heart overflowing because I've been restored. There ain't nothing going to steal my joy. No, there ain't nothing going to steal my joy. And that should be our heart. And I know you've told me about that song. but And so I heard that one, and just a little bit later I heard this one. And I'm like, well, there's a sermon, there's a sermon that we would not let anything steal our joy for the child of God, that we remember what Christ has done for us and where He has brought us from. And may nothing steal our joy. Not any circumstance of life, not anything, but may we purpose of heart to look to Christ with joy unspeakable. Let's go to 2 Corinthians, the 4th chapter. 2 Corinthians, the 4th chapter. Verses 7 through 9. And then we're going to jump to verses 15 through 18. The Apostle Paul. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. What's the treasure that we have in our earthen vessel? If we're born again. Spirit. Spirit of God. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. (laughs) don't, Don't ever think more of yourself than you should. Don't ever get so high and mighty you think, I've got this figured out and it's everything smooth sailing. I got this. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Now listen, (laughs) listen. 
Paul said, we are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Did the trials and tribulations come to Paul? Oh, you know all the abundance of trials, it seemed, that came to Paul. But if we drop down to verse 15, as he's talking about these things, he says, for all things are for your sakes, that grace having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. See, the trials, the tribulations, persecutions, the ups and downs of this life, are you, you see those. Sometimes you feel those things even. But anything on this old earth is temporary. But the things which are from above, the not seen, are eternal. Are eternal. As a child of God, moments may come when we are hard pressed on every side, when we are persecuted and struck down, and all things may perplex us. But in Christ, (laughs) there is victory over every situation. Amen? By God's sustaining hand, we will not be crushed, we will not despair, but rather hope in God, for He has promised in His Word that He would never leave us nor forsake us. What have we heard in the light? Joshua 1.9 Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Don't despair. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. But look to Him. But look to Him. Let's go to Lamentations, third chapter, verses 22 through 25. What have we heard in the light? Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in Him. The Lord is good to those who wait for Him, to the soul who seeks Him. The Lord is my portion. He is promised. And He is faithful. So therefore, I hope in Him. Regardless of outward circumstance. I hope in Him. God is good all the time. He is merciful, compassionate, and faithful. And yet, we will face difficult times in our life. Preacher, why do you keep saying that? I don't want you to be caught unawares. And I know I say this, I never say those things to, to try to inflict fear to you, but I say those things so that we may remember in the darkness what we heard in the light. That we can hang on to those great and precious promises and the sword of the Spirit to combat 
whatever may come our way, to take the shield of faith. Because <laughs> the, you'll face reality. The, the reality of this life is there is pain, there is disease, there is calamity, and there is suffering. Say, so wait a way to cheer us up, preacher. You know, how, how can I find consolation in knowing that? Well, you, you don't find consolation in knowing that. You, you find consolation in knowing for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding weight of glory. That's where you find your consolation. And while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, remember that anything here is temporary. But we have a hope of eternity with Him. And that's where we find our consolation. See, here's what as children of God we must come to grips with. And I've met people throughout my years who have never come to grips with this, that God has a plan and a purpose for the trials and suffering we may go through. And I've come across so many which are in the midst of a trial or, or they're in some persecution or suffering and they, they think, well, the Lord has forsaken me. But He has a purpose for the trials that we face. Uh, we, we, it's been several years ago now that we went through the book of James and James the first chapter verses 2 through 4. And it's like James is echoing what Peter had said earlier. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. God has purpose for the trials that we go through. And I want to go back to 2 Corinthians for just a moment and pick up earlier in chapter 1. Uh, of Second Corinthians uh, verses 8 and 9 of, of what Paul had to say. For we do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened beyond measure above strength, so that we despaired even of life. Now, I don't know if you've ever had where you were despairing even of life, thinking this is it, I'm... I'm a goner. I'm not going to get through this. I don't know if you've ever had something like that in your life. Paul did. He went on to say, yes, we had the sentence of death in ourselves. And then look what he said. That we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. So even Paul saying, no, I know this came so that we could see the power of God get us through this. And that, that we could all the more trust His hand. And I hope you've had experiences in your life where, where you have seen and you know without a shadow of a doubt that it was the power of God that got you through certain situations. And you can recall those times. And you can draw strength from those times. And they can give you courage to, that, that you can go through whatever may come Oh, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. 
Don't trust ourselves. Does that sound like a proverb? How about Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 8? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Isn't that what Paul was saying? That the Lord allowed them to go through even despairing to despairing unto death for a purpose. So that he wouldn't trust in himself, but trust in God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, in all your ways, do what? Acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. See, and put yourself in a verse. In all my ways I will acknowledge Him and He will direct my path. Put yourself in a verse. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh. And strength through your bones. Let's go to Psalms 119. Psalms 119, verses 65 through 72. You have dealt well with your servant, O Lord, according to your word. Teach me good judgment and knowledge. (laughs) There's there's a good prayer, isn't it? (laughs) For every one of us. That we would pray, Lord, teach me good judgment and knowledge. For I believe in your commandments. I believe in your word. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now I keep your word. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. The proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep your precepts with my whole heart. Their heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in your law. It is good for me that I have been afflicted. Can you say that in times of affliction? Why would the the psalmist say, it is good for me that I have been afflicted? Let's keep reading. That I may learn your statutes. That I may know that the power is not of me, but of him. So it's good that I was brought low. Paul talked about that over and over and over. It was good that I was brought low. That I might learn your statutes. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of coins of gold and silver. You see, may the trials and distresses that will come draw us near to God. And may they cause us to rejoice. Not because we are suffering but because of the absolute certainty of the living hope in which we stand. What God permits in our lives is for a purpose. Everything we've gone through in 2020 was for a purpose. Everything that we're going through right now in our personal lives, in our congregation, within this state, within our country, everything we're going through right now is for a purpose. We always understand? No. But whether we understand or not, we trust Him. We trust Him. Deuteronomy 31, verse 6. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, He is the one who goes with you. 
He will not leave you nor forsake you. What a great promise. And may we never forget that. May we not forget in the darkness what we have learned in the light. Psalms 34 verse 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Child of God, you may be sitting there going, oh boy, I don't know about that part. But but you got to keep reading. But the Lord delivers him out of them all. Now, <laughs> I'm just uh, going to say, granted, he may deliver us out of it by taking us to glory. Uh, you understand that, right? He'll deliver us, perhaps even while we're here on earth, deliver us from certain things. But we know this, that He is our deliverer. And that regardless of what we're going through, it is but for a moment, momentary affliction for a far greater weight of glory. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but... The Lord delivers him out of them all. And and I like Psalms 56, verses 3 and 4. Whenever I am afraid. Now, you ever been afraid? I'd venture to say, we'd all say yes. Will there be times when you will yet be afraid in the future? I'm going to step out on a limb there and say yes. That there are going to be those times that will come to me for a moment. Fear. But, as I've learned to trust the Lord all the more, I pray that that fear will not be there long. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. See, when the, there's so much in that one little section Whenever I am afraid, boom, I will trust in you. In God, I will praise His Word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear. What can flesh do to me? See, starts out whenever I'm afraid and then it ends up, I will not fear. Because of trusting the Lord and realizing that He is with us. Isaiah 40 Verse 28 through 31. And I know I'm reading verses that you know and probably have committed to memory. And you may sit there and and think, well, I could read all that myself. Just give me the list. Well, no, you're going to listen to me. See, I'm hoping you're writing them down. You're making your own list. You can go back and read them again. Isaiah 40, verse 28 through 31. Have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. Praise the Lord. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. See, that's as we recognize that that our strength is not of our own, but of Him. And we can do this very thing. 
Psalms 116, 1 through 6. Psalms 116, 1 through 6. I love the Lord because He heard my voice and my supplications. Because He has inclined His ear to me, therefore I will call upon Him as long as I live. The pains of death surround me, and the pangs of Sheol laid hold of me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then I called upon the name of the Lord. See, what do we do when these things surround us? Call upon the name of the Lord. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O Lord, I implore you, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yes, our Lord is merciful. The Lord preserves the simple and has brought, and I was brought low and he saved me. The Lord preserves the simple. See, I'm thankful for that one too. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. This is Christ talking. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. I won't question in the darkness what I heard in the light. I won't forget in the darkness what I heard in the light. See, we're going to, I've talked a lot throughout the years. There's going to come those times where we've got to preach to ourselves. We have got to take what we have heard in the past, what we have read in His Word, and we've got to preach it back to ourselves. Just, just, uh, uh, one passage there from Psalms 43. We're going to, I'm going to read much there. Just, just a verse. Preach to yourself. Say, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. For I shall yet praise Him, the help of my countenance and my God. Come on, soul. Look to God. Look to His Word. Preach to yourself. Stop listening to the other voices that are tempting you to to worry, to fear, to sin. And say, come on soul. Hope in God and His words. Jesus said, if we go back into John 16, verse 33, again, you know this verse, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Isaiah 41 verse 10. Isaiah 41 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. We sang that blessed be your name this morning, and often I'll read this portion here from Habakkuk, the third chapter, verses 17 through 19, in regard to that song. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold and there is no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet and will make me walk on my high hills. 
Say, that's the Lord. And may I remember that. May I remember that. May I trust His Word. May I look to His Word and trust Him with all my heart, with all my soul. Jeremiah 17, verses 7 and 8. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes. But its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. See, now we can take that as children of God and we can take that over into Galatians 5, can't we? Bear the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of righteousness. That even in, in troubling times, when like Habakkuk, when all things were lost, you know, I'll just picture that as you know, having a little farm. Fig trees aren't doing anything. The olive trees are failing. The, the, the flock is gone. There's no herd in the stall. They are, they're gone. There's nothing left. Yet I will rejoice. In the Lord, I will joy in the God of my salvation. Now, Isaiah 26, verses 3 and 4. I've read this a multitude of times over the years. And I think it's a very good reminder. You, and the you, that's the Lord, that's God, will keep Him, that would be me, that would be you, And you could put yourself in the verse, you, Lord, will keep me in perfect peace when my mind is stayed on you. Let let me read it the way it's written. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for in Yah the Lord is everlasting strength. Now put yourself in the verse. Lord, you will keep me in perfect peace when my mind is stayed on you because I trust in you. I will trust in the Lord forever for on Yah the Lord. He is my everlasting strength. That's a great verse, isn't it? But preacher, I'm not at peace. Just keep praying. Just keep praying. Keep praying and seeking the Lord until peace comes. Let's read one more passage. Let's go to Romans 8th chapter. And let's begin in verse 31 and read read on down through 39 there. What then shall we say to these things? And I'll let you go back and, and read the first part of chapter 8 and, and, and catch all of that. What shall we... What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, (laughs) who can be against us? He who did not spare His own Son, but delivered Him up for us all, how shall He not with Him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is He who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. 
Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? And again, you can put yourself in the verse here. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet, yet, yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. Do, do, do we do we hold fast the truth of God's Word? Yet in all these things, child of God, yet in all these things, we are born of, from above, born of the Spirit, born again. We are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. <laughs> nor the things to come. Don't be fearful about 2021. Trust the Lord. When temptation arises, and it will, Let's not kid ourselves. It will. When the temptation arises to fear, to worry, to be anxious over what we are seeing, remind ourselves and say, I'll not question in the darkness what I heard in the light. Let me go back to what I heard in the light. What I heard from His Word is great and precious promises and let me stand upon Him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for your word, for it is truth, it is life, it is light. So Lord, help us to, to commit your word to memory even. To hide your word in our heart that we might not sin against you. That we might not be prone to worry, fear, anxiety, and a multitude of other things. But that we would have your word, the sword, with which we may stand. So help me, Father. Help us all. We don't know what this year will hold, but we know that You're the one holding it. I don't know what I may face or what anyone here in this congregation or listening to the sermon may face, but You do. And You have a plan and a purpose for all things. So help us all, Lord, to look to You and to trust You and Father, should there be someone listening to the sermon or even here yet today who has never believed in Your Son, that Father, that You would have mercy, that You would open their eyes that they might see Your holiness and Your righteousness, and in seeing You, that they would see their sin. And Lord, that at that moment they would have that feeling that 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 knowing that they are separate separated from you and then father show them the rescue show them the ransom show them christ and him crucified the payment for sin show them lord that that christ went to take their place to bear their punishment so that they might go free father give them faith to believe they may confess their sins and turn from their sin and follow you. 
Lord, raise them from the dead. Give them life. And Father, for, for those of us who are born again, Lord, help us to keep trusting, keep trusting, keep trusting. Help us to look to You. To learn more and more and more from You so that we'll have more of Your Word that we can, that we can turn to when darkness comes. So Lord, we give You thanks. For You are the great God, the one true God, and worthy of our praise and our adoration. We give You thanks. And it's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen.